Hello, my name is Grace and I'm the co-editor-in-chief of The Cornellian. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Cornell and their COVID-19 response. I'm joined by Stephen Strope, Associate Dean of the Students and Director of Residence Life. Hello, and thank you for coming on. Right off the bat, what's your involvement in the COVID-19 response? Yeah, um, so I've been pretty involved with our, our COVID response since the very beginning. Um, and so uh, everything kind of started with our uh, our uh, kind of our crisis management team back in the spring. And then over the summer, it evolved into a series of uh, sub task forces, subgroups. Um, I think there was about a dozen of them. And I, I had the fortune of being on uh, a good number of those task forces. And then in addition to that, then our, our crisis management team kind of has evolved into a uh, what we call now our COVID core group. And we meet weekly uh, at a group of about 16 of us, I believe. So I've been in multiple conversations with that as well. And Cornell recently announced that they would be moving into phase 2.5. What does this mean for students and staff on campus? Yeah, actually, we just announced that we were moving from phase 2.5 into phase 3, um, which is awesome. We're so excited to be able to do that. So if you recall, phase 3 is where we started the fall. Um, in the start of the academic year. Um, And so then we had our spike in numbers on campus right around Thanksgiving, fall break timeframe. And so we we shifted back a little bit based on those numbers. And, And honestly, it was some more restrictive things on campus. And so now being able to return to phase three, the biggest difference is that everyone's gonna see, obviously we're still masking up, we're still socially distancing or physically distancing. I like that word a lot better than socially distancing. You know, we're still doing some things in terms of um, space arrangement, furniture arrangement, how classrooms are set up. The dining program is gonna remain the same for right now. The biggest difference is our students are able to start to visit folks a little bit more again. Um, so instead of relying solely on virtual means or you know hanging out outdoors, we're able to open the residence hall lounges finally this year. Um, so that's provided some more small group gathering space. Um, we're able to reopen a lot of the reservable classrooms and, and study spaces on campus so students can start to reserve those again. And then the biggest difference is just visitation within the halls. So in 2.5, we had kind of backed backed off a little bit and and had said there was no visitation uh, within your building. Now we're back to you can visit other folks in your building. So you can host a guest yourself. If your roommate is present in the room and has a guest, you could have a maximum of four people in your room if you're in a double or six people if you're in a triple. Doesn't mean that like, you know, if you're in a triple, you can host all these other guests that your roommates would have been able to host. You're still only able to have one person you're uh, personally hosting. Uh, And then, yeah, able to go to other rooms again within your building, which is, I I think, something that students are really excited about. So definitely sounds like moving forward. Yeah, making progress every little steps all the time. So that's what's important. You know, that's what's going to get us out of this. (laughs) Yep. And so there have been criticisms against the institution's policy, of course. So what have you heard? What's the most common thing you've heard? And is there anything you would like to say in response? Yeah, I think that the most common thing, you know, I would say the most common thing we heard from students was 
you know, when we moved to 2.5 was the, the feeling of, it could be really isolating at times, um, not being able to visit friends' rooms and, and you know, not being able to, to gather even in small groups. And so that was definitely something we heard um, and, and something that I hope is being addressed now that we're back into phase three um, and those things are able to happen a little bit more. I think the, you know, the thing, when we talk policies, there is no such thing as a perfect policy, at least in my almost 15 years of, of being involved in, in residence life, um, you know, as a student and as a professional, I haven't found that perfect policy yet. And I think that there's always this spectrum of there's, you know, there's folks that no matter what we do, they're going to agree 100% with it and think it's the greatest thing ever. And then there's folks that are going to be like, yeah, it's okay. And then there's folks that are like, yeah, it's okay. I wish it was different. And then there's going to be folks that disagree 100% with it. And so, you know, we definitely tried to, number one, keep safety of our students, our students' well-being as our number one goal in everything. It's, the, it's by far the biggest thing we talk about. Um, when we when we go through things, uh, and we didn't want to make decisions in a vacuum, you know. So we we weren't looking at one specific isolated incident or one specific thing to to make uh, decisions on stuff. We're looking at, okay, how is this going to impact every student on campus? How does this impact all the faculty and staff? Because we're holding ourselves to the same standards uh, and expectations that we're we're expecting of students, you know, that are here on campus. How is this going to impact? Um, not, you know, our students that are studying remotely right now, you know, some of the things that we did had an impact on them too. But then also what's going on in our area, you know, not only here in Mount Vernon, but what's going on in our county, what's going on across the state and looking at national numbers. So all of those things really played a role in in all of the decisions that we've made, all of the policies we've developed. And I think that we settled in in a really good spot. You know, there were things where we weren't, there were schools that were definitely more restrictive than we were. There were schools that um, definitely were a little bit more free in terms of saying, you know what, we're not going to do anything and, and we're just going to see what happens. Um, and I think when you look at our numbers overall, I, number one, it's the students, you know, it, it's nothing that the faculty and staff <laughs> have done. It's our students have been amazing and have, have been the reason that we're where we are right now. But, um, you know, I think that compared to some other schools that are, you know, hundreds and hundreds of cases on their campus, even schools our size, um, you know, we, we settled in on a really good spot that, that gave people the opportunity to be on campus and, and have that college experience, but also recognizing it's not the Cornell experience we want you all to have. And we're, we're so excited to be able to, to move to phase three. We can't wait till hopefully things continue to to stay the way they are and improve and we can get to 3.5 and eventually to four where we're back to there's no restrictions at all and no, you know, COVID related policy things at all on campus, you know, but uh, we, we got to take it one day at a time and one step at a time and we'll, we'll get there. Most definitely. Thank you so much for coming on. All right, welcome back. I'm now joined by a member of the student body and a recent alum. Would you two please introduce yourselves? Hello, uh, my name is Henry Moray. And I am a sophomore. I am Madeline Wigsburg. Um, I just graduated in December and I am the previous co-editor-in-chief of the Cornellian. Excellent. Welcome, guys. So you two have been students before COVID started. And so you got to experience what non-COVID life on campus was like. But how did COVID impact your college experience? Henry, how about you start? Yeah. Oh, man. 
it, it's crazy. I still remember the good old days, but uh, basically for me, it was just like completely different because my friends that I had made uh, the previous year, you know, a lot of them were going to graduate uh, this year. So it was going to be like, oh, this year, oh, we got to end it off with the bang. We got to be together. You know, we always hung out. We're all lunchtime was great because all of us were sitting at a table together, eating, hanging out. And then, boom, COVID came, it struck. And then, like, pretty much like 75% of those friends stayed home. So that's like, and then lunch, that was like two people at a table and stuff. So it's really, it's, it was really has made it wonky. I'm still, though, grateful that I'm still able to be here and the friends that uh, were able to make it. But initially, like, right off the bat, like, it just, it just threw me off because so many plans uh, that were made were just out the bucket, out the window, however that saying goes. Uh, but I honestly, I feel bad for the freshmen even more because I was like, man, I wish they got screwed over leaving high school and going into college. I was like, they need to get the real experience. So that's just a first few couple of things that it just kind of threw off. Um. As a freshman, I can say it has, it has sucked coming into Cornell and taking just online classes because I am working from home. What about you, Madeline? Uh, so I've been home since March of 2020, where when COVID initially struck and we had to, we were on spring break and then we had these emails that came in from President Brandon who was like, hey, there's a pandemic happening. We're going to send everyone home. I remember that very clearly because I was leaving a spring break trip for TAB, and then we got the first email where he was like, we haven't decided what we're going to do yet. And then on the second one, he was like, we're sending everyone home. Um, so that was delightful. It was kind of good and kind of bad, just because uh, I'm glad that we tried to stay safe with Cornell as a community. But um, <laughs> I was a junior when that happened, and I had a lot of my friends were seniors. So I wasn't able to basically say goodbye. Some of them are in like California and some are in Washington. And like, even I know people that I was like very close to who live in Colorado where I'm at right now, but I haven't been able to see them because of COVID. And it's particularly sad to know that now that I'm graduated, um, I was involved with too many clubs, quite frankly. But I know that at least two of them are like really, really struggling right now. And I don't know if they're going to be able to recover. And that's kind of something that I really am bummed out about. And so how did the start of this year compare to the start of last year? Are we comparing the start of the school year or the start of 2021? Uh, the start of the school year. Okay, so... It's an interesting perspective because I came in as a freshman last year. So, you know, it was really, it was really cool just being on campus in person. And I still remember vividly, like the start of the year, we had the flock groups, which I know we had uh, this year, but it was a little, little different. And, but we had like all the students coming up in a line, you know, we marched. What we did was we marched through the faculty and the staff and they're like in their graduation robes and stuff. And then there's like uh, flock leaders with megaphones and stuff. It was like a cool thing. And we were all like gathered together and the chaplain 
said something about the mystery. Don't underestimate the mystery within your something like that. It was powerful. But basically it was cool. Like it was a whole hub and atmosphere. And it was just about getting used to college. Right now it's still about getting used to college, but it's a lot different because it took a lot of people a while. It still take me a while to get used to wearing a mask all the time. Hard to breathe <laughs> sometimes. And just I know another thing that I noticed, like the the lines and and lunch. It was just a lot of adjusting, like, every, okay, now the mandatory, it's six feet, six feet. And it was, it was funny because when I saw that light, I was like, the first day it spread, like, outside of the, the building, uh, the line was that long. And I was like, what? But then I ended up working uh, and being one of the people that told people, okay, you, you stay six feet. So it was funny how that worked out. But um it was just, it was, it's just been really weird adjusting, but honestly, uh, people have adapted really well. And I, I, I salute that because even though like a lot of things you can't do in person, people are still finding ways to make it. All right, we're going to do this through Zoom. Or if we are doing things in person, um, we're going to, you know, distance and stuff. And so whenever I get those chances to connect with people in person, I just take it and I just enjoy whatever kind of community we can still have this year. Yeah, I, I really miss like being able to go out and just talk to people. It's, it's something that like we definitely all took for granted. And now I'm like, I just want to have a one social interaction with a person who is not my parents. That's all I want. Um, but the most striking difference to me between like, it, it's definitely the, Start between like the start of the class years has been um, just class because my my classes before in the start of like the 2019 school year into 2020 um, they were really hands on a lot of them were English classes but you get really weirdly intense with them and then in like this year it it was also theology classes so it's like a lot of reading and stuff but it was very much just more interesting stuff because like you have to communicate through zoom and you have to do it through a lot of a lot more online forms um like my seventh block class last year um it was like all online but the teacher mary olson she's not as familiar with technology um so in seventh block instead of doing zoom or anything it was all through little forums I could literally time out my responses so that it would be like 20 minutes apart and I would look as, like I was one of the more active people just commenting. It was literally just commenting, like forum posting. It was, uh, it, it was interesting. And then um, I had her again in first block this year and to her credit, she like really stepped up and like we had Zoom class almost every single day, um, except for one day, I think, where she burned her wrist or something. Um, so understandably, she went to the emergency room and we did not have class. <laughs> but uh, every other day we had like face-to-face through Zoom class. And I was actually really startled by how many people were on campus, despite the fact that it was a fully online class. When you were coming back to campus or when the new year was, the new school year was starting back up, what did you think the COVID response was going to be? Uh, I was actually really startled that they let students come back on campus. Obviously, like, we want to have the job, like, having a community and having um, a lot of interaction between students because that's part of the draw of any college community. But 
it seemed really odd to me that like even with online classes students were being encouraged to uh, come back and live on campus you you had to apply for like an exception even though the like the application it was like just an email to like resident life where you're like hey this is why i'm not going to be on campus and you could just like cite COVID as a reason so i did that my entire first class is online what purpose do i have to be on campus uh, because I knew that, like, I wouldn't be able to do anything else other than class. And since it was online, <laughs> it didn't make any sense to me. But it was really interesting to see how they've, like, they just moved up a level in um, the phases that they have, right? So, like, I'm glad to see that that's happening because it means that there are very few COVID cases. But it's also, like, why do we even have people on campus? I recognize that the school needs to make money, but... I kind of just to, to add to that, I guess my perspective is a, a little opposite because when the school year was starting, one, I wasn't, I also wasn't even sure. I was like, are we even going to be on campus? And for me, I, I wanted to be on campus because one, um, well, it depends, it depends on the class too, if it's online or not, but I also, I learned better when I'm not on Zoom University <laughs> for me personally. So I wanted to, you know, if I get a chance to be around people and learn directly, that was my go-to. And also I wanted to, there's just something for me personally about being around, just being on campus and being around that atmosphere and energy. So I wanted to uh, make sure, like, I was hoping like, okay, let, let's be able to go on campus, but you know, in terms of expectation, I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be super strict, but, you know, as long as we get to be on campus, uh, let's just do it. And it ended up being like that the, with the six feet and everything like that. There's still risks, though, when I was thinking, okay, I'm like, also I thought, should we be on campus? But um, I guess I was a little selfish in my for my own self, but I was like, I want to be on campus. And I guess everyone has a choice, so the, the chips will fall and they, they're testing anyways. So it's, it wasn't, I can say it probably wasn't how I would imagine when I got on campus, like how I thought it would be. It was a little more intense, especially at first. And now it kind of, it kind of sucks. Like you can't even visit you know, someone in your, your own dorm. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, what is even the point sometimes of being on campus? But, you know, there's still those interactions at lunch when you're sitting two at a table, but it still works. You know, you Tetris it, you make it fit. But yeah, it's, I, I was glad to be able to go on campus and I, I had concerns. My mom is a nurse, so, you know, she packed me those N95s. I was like, she's like double mask and I'm like, I want to breathe. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I was concerned, but I still wanted to be able to, to make it here. I'm assuming both of you have taken just Zoom classes, correct? I've had uh, a few in-person classes. But classes where you were just on Zoom. So it was just- Yeah, I have, I, ha I have had both types classes or I was just on Zoom and also in person. For example, I'm in my chemistry class and it got canceled last year because COVID, um, it was just too sudden, but they had it this year in person because you can't replicate those same lab experiences. 
So what advantage have you seen to having, or what advantage have you experienced having a just online class, a class that's solely over Zoom? Um, I actually think that it's really, like, it's not ideal, definitely not ideal, but I think that it's really good for accessibility. Um, I, I am, uh, sometimes, like, I have really bad ADHD, um, so it's really hard for me to focus, but, like, having the option of knowing that, like, my camera is on and people can see me, that helps me retain my attention to whatever I'm talking about in class. I'm also a very vocal participant, so I'm like, no, I gotta, I keep, I can't be silent in class. It's too suspicious. That does not mean that I don't surf the web sometimes. I do get bored. Uh, I've also found that it's kind of nice just to be able to connect one through Zoom, even if it's just via class, because I feel like it's slightly more conducive to actually prodding people who wouldn't normally talk, because I talk a lot in class, in person, a lot anyways, because I'm like, no, this is wrong. I will tell you why I don't like this author. And I think via Zoom, it's a lot easier to tell who isn't talking, um, just because the teacher can like see everyone at once and like see everyone's reactions. So I think that it has definitely made some people who wouldn't normally speak up actively speak up in class. I think it has its advantages with like uh, similar to what Madeline said with the flexibility. For me, I it's also really easy to not focus and especially if you fall into the trap if you turn off your camera <laughs> and then you just, you know, do whatever. I'm just being real, that's not gonna happen. And I, I, I like to just, when I go into the classes, turn my camera on because I also just wanna focus. And it's funny too, because if one per if someone starts a trend of no camera, everyone goes no camera. If someone goes picture, everyone goes picture. But it is it is cool though because when you are home, and then okay, I can take care of my classes and I could still you know be with my family and things like that. So it has been a saving grace in terms of adaptability during a pandemic. So there are a lot of things to be grateful for with Zoom, and even in this blizzard right now, they're like okay. Zoom is, is an option too. So it just also, I think is you just have to know as a student what type of learner you are. If, if Zoom is doing things online, you're more distracted or if you need to be like around people in a classroom setting. I would also like to add that um, when I have my camera on in class, people can then see my reactions. And that is always like a really fun part because then people will just like type in the chat to me and I'll be like, yeah, you get it. <laughs> exactly. And Henry, I wanted to ask you this specifically because you have had in-person classes during COVID and online classes. Which have you felt more, felt like you've learned more in? I definitely feel like I learn more in the in-person classes because I just know what type of student I am and that I can get easily distracted, and especially with that temptation of just like a laptop and just by yourself. Um, so I learned more and I, I like uh, being in the classroom and, you know, just being at the board. So with me, it, I just connected more with being in person and especially like, especially during the end of um, the last school year where COVID struck and then we went online. 
I was I was not prepared to take my calculus class <laughs> through Zoom, and I was like, oh my gosh, and that was it was not good. Uh, it was not pretty. So with that, I just I just feel like I I can get support. It's it's a, it's a mental thing at the same time. I just like being more in the in-person setting. So, but it just depends on a student knowing what kind of learner they are. Like if someone's doing it through Zoom, um, you just have to make sure you like you're an on point, on point. Like you're strict with your studying schedule. You know when to do your work and stuff like that. So you can make the most out of it. Definitely. And I want to thank you guys both for coming on the podcast. It was wonderful having you too. Do you have anything else you would like to add? Keep going. We're going to make it through. There's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> There's light. And thank you for having me on. Uh, I want to say that if anyone at Cornell needs a project, please, please revive Rough Riders. I will send you a trophy of that I made myself. Like, it's, it's a little horse on top, it's gold, I painted it, it's beautiful, I'm so proud of it, I will send it to you, please revive Rough Riders, it's too good to let it fail, but also thank you for having me, yeah, but Rough Riders, please, please come back from the dead.